0: Welcome back to another episode of All Things Red. On today's episode, I got a very special guest, uh, Joshua Kester. Did I say your name right? Uh, Coaster. Coaster, my bad, bro. (laughs) No worries, Um, no worries. (laughs) Yeah, so I've been, uh, pretty much you and me got linked via social media, you know, never having met before. I've been following your work for a while. um, And I think it's really dope, all the, you know, content creators that are coming out of Buffalo. and things and now mm-hmm. you're working with the nfl um from what i understand and you have been making all different types of content for the bills the Sabers. um i saw you did something with Bronny and lebron and stuff like that um mm-hmm. so definitely wanted to have you on here learn more about you and and stuff like that and how you got started with everything so i appreciate you doing this
1: no I man i appreciate you having me on this is dope oh.
0: Yeah, so uh, let's get right into it. So you're originally from Buffalo, New York, correct?
1: Uh, yeah, I grew up in Riverside.
0: Riverside, okay. Um, Would you do? Where'd you Where'd you go to high school, and where uh, did you end up going to college?
1: So I ended up going to high school. I went to Hutch Tech. Um, I got two older brothers, and they both went to Hutch Tech. So I kind of just followed in their footsteps. Um, definitely the best high school in the city, or at least it was when I was there. Um, so don't let nobody tell you anything different. Um, and then from there, I ended up going to UB my freshman year, and then I transferred over to Buff State my sophomore year, and I graduated from uh, Buff State in, like, 2017.
0: Okay. Did you ever want to go to way school at all, or you just you wanted to stay local?
1: Uh, Honestly, I really only applied for, like, local colleges. Um, I Paying for, like, room and board and stuff, or whatever it's called, paying for, like, the dorms was never uh, very appealing to me, so I never really looked into going into any schools like out of state and i wasn't going to go to like any schools 45 minutes away because i felt like i would have got the same you know, education down the street so i was like let me just go to uh, ub
0: yeah so one thing i always ask people and you know i it's kind of become like a a a topic of conversation i'm interested in nowadays just because you know we're a little bit older we're out of college Stuff like that. I got school paid for via grants, financial aid, scholarships, all that, right? Um, and when you're young, you don't really take into the account of what college is going to cost and how you're going to have to pay for that on the back end. It seems yeah. from what you were just saying about you know, room and board never being something you really thought about Were you put onto that at a young age or were you just always like financially like focused to the point where you're just like, okay, what, wh- wh- where's my money actually going? And like, why am I actually doing this? Am I doing this? Cause I'm being told to, or like, do I really want to do that? Like, what was your thought process on that?
1: Um, I mean, my, my parents always like raised us to kind of know that we would, you know, have to kind of supply for ourselves eventually. So like, I mean, you know they provided for us it wasn't like they just left us out to hang or anything (laughs) but like you know it was it was times where like if we wanted to buy stuff you know we we just they kind of instilled in us that we would have to work for it um and just coming into college like I didn't really get too much financial aid so I knew I I already seen like the bill that was going to be without you know living on campus so I was just like damn that bill is about to be crazy if I don't live on campus so I'm, I'm definitely not about to um, mm-hmm. like my first year I had to take buses and stuff and it was fine I didn't have a car but it was just like it not taking the bus every day for like an hour and then you know doing that saving that money was was more uh appealing than actually going out and like spending the extra whatever it is like ten thousand dollars on staying on campus so it wasn't necessarily like being savvy financially um mm-hmm. it, it was more so just like I don't necessarily need to do it if I'm going to UB or if I'm going to Buff State, like, I don't need to pay an extra, you know, 12000 just to stay on campus when I'm going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Or it's it's, it's only a bus ride away. Um, and I, I never really look too much into like the networking aspect you get into living on campus but it never really appealed to me because like I was staying local so I still had all my friends I still had all the people that I that I had parlayed with around so it wasn't like it wasn't like I was going to a brand new place where I was alone and I would need that like on-campus feel you know what I'm saying so it it wasn't
0: like super
1: like oh I gotta be a penny pincher but it was like I don't necessarily need
0: to live on campus to death you know no I feel that um, yeah. yeah going going away I mean definitely to two different schools um, you definitely I feel like you need that networking and social aspect it's hard if if not and you're in a place that you don't really know anyone or anything yeah. um, what did you uh, what did you study when you're in school have you always kind of like had this vision to do this or like what sparked you know the vision of what you're currently doing which for people that don't know who you are or don't even know what we're talking about like what do you do specifically
1: so um i am a freelance videographer i guess you could say an independent videographer um i do video editing and film different events for people i do like a lot of sports for the most part but it's not really the only thing i do like i'll do company event recaps um i do a lot of stuff with this chef named chef darian so like he will do like videos for companies that do cooking like Rich's products he'll he'll like cook with their products and stuff like that so I'll make videos like that um so I I guess yeah you call it content creation um but I didn't necessarily always want to do that like when I first went to UB my my major was physics because I wanted to be a physics teacher like a high school physics teacher um and I think like three years in even when I transferred to Buff State I was still doing physics and then like I got to this class Theoretical physics, it was crazy. It was like calculus eight. And I was just like, Yeah, this is a dub. I can't do this no more. <laughs> so <clears throat> it was just like basically I didn't really have the heart to stay in class all day and be like in those books. I didn't love it that much. So that whole time, like while I was doing physics, I had a minor in photography. And so it was kind of like something that interested me, but it, it wasn't like I never really saw it as a career, to be honest, because I'm not very like artistic. Um, but when I switched out, when I was like, all right, I got to leave physics. I was like, damn, I don't even know what else I want to do. You know what I mean? Cause it wasn't really, it wasn't really anything else that I was like super interested in. So I was like, all right, well I do photography as a, as a minor. So maybe I'll just end up doing that. And I ended up switching at Buff State. I ended up switching to uh media production was the major. So they had to teach you like audio production video production <clears throat> excuse me that would uh i still had the minor of photography so i would still be able to do that but like they kind of taught you more about video and, and production and stuff so I, I figured it would be it would be better for me to be more well rounded than just do photography you know what i mean so i ended yeah. up doing that um and i mean shoot from there i ended up getting my degree in media production and really just started getting out and like filming more things and it eventually kind of turned in and snowballed into a, a whole little career.
0: Yeah that's dope did you what did you take from those classes um that you kind of how do I want to say it's like what from those classes did you use to get to where you got now so there's a lot of things that when i had classes or i had teachers teach a certain way i kind of was able to like connect the dots on my own based on like always being a very observant person so for example like I see a lot of what you're doing and I see how you edit a lot of things. And then you have other people online, um, let's say the Nelt boys, for example, how big they are and you see how they do their B-rolls and their edits and all that stuff. And you can kind of like compare and contrast almost in like uh, how athletes take from other games of other athletes. Was that something you did with your ideas in class? Like what were your major influences?
1: I mean, I really didn't take enough from school. I feel like I, I maybe it was because at Buff State, like the classes were more so on production. So it was like if I would have had a career after school in a like a film production set or like a like a company that legit makes films like they have crews and stuff, then I would have had more to take because some of our classes were like like studio production, like you learn about setting up lighting you know working the switchboard stuff like that but that's not like what I do I'm kind of like a uh, like a one-man band you know what I mean I'm like running gun doing it all on my own so it's it's less it's less like what I learned in the class and it's more like what I learned like from experience but there's definitely some things I learned in the class kind of just that I guess got me more comfortable with the field, like just learning how a camera works. Learning, I think the audio is probably more so what I took away the most from learning in school. Um, but just just getting my feet wet and seeing like all these different, you know, lighting, all this different equipment, and seeing like how it actually works. Maybe maybe the classes that I took in school more about like theories and media were were more meaningful. Like they would have us take classes. Um, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was basically like how media affects like the, the mass population. You know what I'm saying? How like how basically why marketing is such a such a valuable tool and, and why so much money goes into a, a Super Bowl commercial. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. people don't people don't think that, you know, the stuff they see on TV influences them. But in, in reality, like it damn near guides you to exactly what you want to buy. Like, for example, Bleach every every bleach has like 99 percent of the same stuff but you you pay three dollars more for this brand of bleach because they bottles is colorful you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. stuff like stuff like that i feel like i learned more so from college just like the theory behind media and like the emotion conveyed in media and and how it really affects the masses so I, i guess that was more so what i took versus like this is how you edit this this is how you do this effect this is how you you know what i'm saying because of course from my line of work like the sports uh highlight videos like they're not doing that in college at at least they're not doing that in in my college so it's like Mm -hmm. they're not devoting the whole class to like how to make hyped up mixtapes so i had to learn that type of stuff off of like youtube and like just watching other people on instagram and and stuff like that versus like having a whole class devoted to it you know
0: no, for sure. That's uh, I feel like that's how a lot of people get their like ideas and uh, connect the dots that way. What were the? How did you interpret from your point of view the theories? Like, if you were to say teach someone, or someone was asking you, what was that class about? Versus just reiterating what the theories actually were and what the teachers were. How did you interpret them versus how they were, you know, explained to you?
1: Um, shoot, man, just like how important you know, visual media is and, and what type of effect it has on your your psyche, you know what I mean? Just like, we would have to, we would have to, my senior year, we would have to write like weekly, like these 10 page reports on just this book that we read about media and, and on a population and like how it would affect population. So like, they would have different chapters about, like one of the chapters was about food and media and how they would like sexualize food in a way to like sell it which is like crazy you would never even think of that but like sex sells people always say sex sells sex sells and they would like they would have like an ice cream commercial with like and just like sexualize it somehow whether they put it in like a beautiful woman's hands or like just like some od stuff that you would never even expect and when you look at it you be like damn like they really they really went crazy like that because they know how to like manipulate your mind so
0: mm-hmm.
1: i would say like the, the theories is more so like when you're watching stuff um you should be able to like, or you should just be conscious of like, how are people trying to manipulate you and, and get money out of your pocket by what they're showing you. And, and also like if you're on the other side of the spectrum and I'm like making a video for a company, like, you know, for a, a, a company that has a basketball gym, like, how can I make this video make you the viewer want to go to this gym and like sign up for a membership? Like, you know, there actually is value in the video that I'm putting together that's going to make you get out of your chair and, like, go sign up for this basketball gym and, like, sign sign up with this trainer and stuff like that. So, but the theories are, like, they're mad deep, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, a lot of examples, a crazy amount, of, like, the, one of the examples was, was, like, with Fiji Water. Like, Fiji Water was apparently, like, in fiji there were people in fiji who didn't have water to drink meanwhile their water is being sold for like six dollars a bottle in america you know what i'm saying like stuff like that and you you buy it because it's like fiji it's like this is the most heavenly water on the earth the untouched untapped spring you know what i'm saying like there's no civilization because it's not no skyscrapers on fiji but these people meanwhile these people on fiji don't have like drinking water like that was one of the things we're learning in that in that like uh Just it was like it was like a media ethics class basically, Um, and just like how to like walk the line when it comes to selling your product. Like what what extents would you go to, and like how crazy would you go on it? It it was a lot of deep stuff for sure.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that too because ever since I have started to notice that essential water is being marketed. And a lot of athletes, rappers, performers, entertainers, they drink it and they drink it by the caseload. I slowly start to see like so many people I know drinking that exact same water. Yeah, like, no, I'm always for just sure. like, <laughs> for like, sure. like <laughs> Them
1: athlete sponsorships or those athletes like, um, I guess, cosigns. Like cosigns are huge because people, you know what I'm saying, people like to... Not necessarily like to follow, but like that's why you see people sending like if somebody makes merch, if somebody makes T-shirts, like they love to send athletes to T-shirts for free. Because if you, if I, if I'm Jason Tatum and I wear your T-shirt on my post-game interview, you know what I'm saying? Then you get mm-hmm. to post and like, oh, Jason Tatum is wearing the the built built by me brand T-shirt on his post-game. Like it, it's gonna, it's gotta be fire. So then, mad people. You know what I'm saying? They buy it. It's just it's just the influence that the media has on people. And sometimes like that product might be good. Like that T-shirt might be legit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then other times it might just be the the case that people just want to follow and and be like the people
0: they look up to. No, that makes complete sense. I always am very conscious of that (laughs) that now, especially because I was out in uh, I was out in San Diego. And when was out in San Diego? I was out in San Diego in March. He's out there. He works for a cannabis startup, um, yeah. platinum vape, I believe. And I think they might be past the, the startup phase. So I could be wrong if he listens to this. Um, yeah. Don't shoot. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> but when I was out there, um, I, one of the things I, I stopped over at his, I brought, I brought Bud over. And um, when I, I brought like all cookies, like, you know, cookies, like through burner, whiz, like all those people, yeah. right? And same thing. He's just like, yo. He's like, I love you, but this shit's trash. He's like, it's not <laughs> trash. He's like, it's not trash. He's like, it's definitely just like, oh. He's like, it's a name brand. Yeah. Hyped and everything. He's just, like, he's like, this is like, what is the new wave out here? These are like the top three brands, and this is. And he was going into depth of like how, um, the name gets marketed and sold and pushed, but it's not even like that's not even like the best. There's yeah. like, uh, there's like up and coming. Like if I'm trying to you know tied to say like clothes it's like you're a, you're married to it you're married to nike but lulu is not as big yet but lulu might be better type yeah. of that was the way he was trying to explain it to me and i was just like that's funny because i had no idea i always just hear you know you hear rappers entertainers always talking about like cookies so i'm just like oh that must be no nah, for sure for sure yeah. that
1: that that public cosign definitely has that effect on people and even like those companies had to do the groundwork first though to like even get into the, the mainstream of things, you know what I'm saying? And once they broke through, you know what I'm saying, kind of the marketing does itself. Without a doubt.
0: Now, bring, um, bring me back to day one. You said that you're an independent freelancer. Um, I totally understand that, and I completely know what that means. And even, like, with stuff I do in business, I want, like, my goal is to eventually be independent, obviously have my own ecosystem around me and build it out. Um, which I'm in the groundwork phases of for myself, but for you, what was day one? Like when you had that idea pop in your mind of like, this is what I want to do. And this is day one, like to, from where that day was to where you are now, what was like that mental process like for you?
1: Um, honestly, it's like, uh, like I I wouldn't mind, honestly, I wouldn't mind working for somebody just as long as like the terms were, were good. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. Let's say that the NFL was like, hey, after the season, we want to put you on full time and have you work for us like, you know, nine to five every day. That'd be cool with me. Um, but it's once I, I guess, seen the value of what I do and like I, it's not like I'm making a crazy amount like. I still gotta. Once once you leave your job and you become, you know, you're doing your own thing, bro. You leave your nine to five and you start working the nine to nine. You know what I'm saying? Like without a doubt, you you start working more. Yeah, it's not like I'm just here chilling all day. Like I'm at home editing all day, and when I'm not editing, I'm replying to people's messages, like setting up stuff on the website, looking at different ways I could branch out and do other things. So it's like you kind of end up doing more stuff, and your goal in the long term should kind of be like I guess to build a team or like have people take things off your hand but I was not I wasn't necessarily like yo I'm about to just leave my nine to five regular day job and just be on my own I always looked at I want to get put on with you know UB I want to go work full time for UB I want to go work full time for the Bills I want to go work full time for you know whatever team it might be it it was never like uh, I can't wait to just leave and like be doing stuff on my own Um, But it was more so once I had, once I was like doing enough video stuff to where I was like, yo, like I have to, you know, I don't have the time to finish this. If I'm going to be at like a regular job, I have to like just start doing this full time. That's when, you know, I eventually did that. And now that I've been doing it for like a year and a half, two years, it's now that I realized like the offer has got to be right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I, I had an offer from UB to do like their sports full-time and the offer wasn't right. And I turned it down and it was like, damn, the for the, for the prior four or five years, you know, that was when I looked at the box I was trying to build, you know, being like a full-time videographer for UBS athletics was like the main component. You know what I'm saying? Cause like you got to have a resume. If I want to get to the NFL, eventually they have to see some type of work on my resume. Like, all right, what college did you work for? Like and And besides UB athletics, like what is there even around here? So if I wasn't working there, then it was like, what did I really have to say for myself in terms of resume? But once I started being independent for so long and I realized like the offer they were giving me wasn't really worth it. It was just like easier for me to turn it down because I was like, well, I can just freely create and I can make kind of like the same amount, you know, and I can do stuff. That i want to do versus being locked up to like everything y'all want me to do every single day um so yeah i mean i guess the mindset was more so like it kind of flipped after a while it it didn't the mindset didn't change until i was actually doing it full-time independently and now now the mindset is the offer has got to be right for me to go back
0: you keep bringing up um terms and offer has to be right where did you first learn the ins and outs of business or let's just say the ins and outs of like contracts and what your time is worth and what your products actually worth. is that Man, just through I, like I, testing it
1: i still don't even know it to be honest <laughs> like because because like for example if, if i have a client come up like let's say let's say a high school athlete wants you know what i'm saying me to come hi- record their game like, is that the same as a college athlete wants me to record their game like they with the media it's, it's, it's weird with the media because it's like uh, a video of a college athlete is more valuable than a video of a high school athlete in terms of that athletes, um, that athletes broadcast of themselves. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if, if an athlete wants to say to Monster Energy, like, hey, I want you to promote me, I want you to sponsor me. A cool video of a college athlete with a hundred thousand followers is is more is worth more to Monster than a cool video of a high school athlete with two thousand followers. You know what I'm saying? So for me from the video guy perspective, it's like I'm looking at that and I have to be able to say, well, this video was worth more to Monster Energy. So like I should be charging you more, but I still don't understand the ins and out. Like I don't understand how much a view is really worth. And Mm. it's something that I I need to like learn and get like a more solid grip on. Cause I feel like that's something that will hold me back from, you know, making maximizing my financial potential. Um, But in terms of offers, in terms of like jobs, that's more something that I could look at. I could look at like a yearly salary. So let's say like, UB is offering like 50,000 a year. I'm looking at it like, okay, well in a year, can I make 50000 on my own and not have to be at UB six days a week during the season? And if I can, you know, then the offer is not worth it because I can be like the only reason I was able to go do the, the stuff with like LeBron and Brownie is because I wasn't tied down to a nine to five. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to leave for a whole weekend. I had to leave for like five days and just do it randomly. Came out of nowhere. And it was because I didn't have to be tied down to some 95. Now, if if I was at UB and they had three games that weekend, do you think they would let me go like to New York and, and film this random company? Hell no. It would have been like, nah, bro, you're on, you're on the clock this weekend. You know what I mean? So the, the value that I put to it in terms of like what they offer me is like, all right, first of all, can I make this much in a year on my own? And second of all is what they're offering me worth me not being able to explore or freely create anything that I, I like might come up randomly because I never know what might come up. So it's like that's that's one half of it, and then the other half just learning the value of a view is is something that I, I definitely need help with because I found out that like after creating for like two years, I, I've gotten more, I've gotten more on the creative side, but I'm lacking more on the business side. You know what I'm saying? That's somewhere where I could improve and just be able to tell somebody like, nah, like it's gonna cost this. And then in terms of finding out like an hourly rate, I kind of just look at it as like, all right, well, if the minimum wage is what? What is it in New York? Like 15 right now? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So like if I can, if if this person is making 15, then like that's kind of like, I guess, how I would base my hourly wage now. Like how much more specified and individual is the job that I'm doing? Like it's like, like a technician, you know what I'm saying? Or a mechanic. This this person who works on cars is the only person who can do that. He's the only person, she's the only person with the skill trained. So, like the, obviously that's why mechanics be head cracking. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: if I'm if I'm like one of the few people with this expertise, you know what I'm saying? It's obviously gonna be worth more than, you know, what I could make working at this random job. So, but the business is tough, man. The business is tough to understand. I, I never really uh I'm still struggling with finding out, like, what's what's the real value on a person-to-person basis.
0: Yeah. You from, obviously, you know this, uh, social media is all perception, right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so looking at your page, looking at all you do, follow, been following your stuff for a while, it <laughs> seems from afar that you got the best connections with every single person. You're, like, at the top of the top. Um, and I'm saying it this way. Because knowing how perceptions reality and knowing how like I've gotten a lot of opportunities myself by going and doing things in an untraditional route, did you the brownie the brownie James video or even like getting linked with the NFL? Did you what I understand from looking at and understanding perceptions everything and just the conversation we've had so far? It seems like you're the type of person where you go and put yourself in that place to get that opportunity, and then you let the work speak. Hey. Uh, Strive for Greatness was playing at this gym, gen- this day, and you were just like, okay, I'm going to go book a hotel, I'm going to figure out if I need to pass or something like that, I'm going to go there, no one's hiring me, I'm going to shoot the content, I'm going to make fire content, Then I'm going to out there, and then let people see it, and then from there an opportunity will come. Is that how you think and how you operate? Yeah, or yeah. That's that's not-
1: exactly what happened actually. So like for oh. the first, yeah, the first event when Bronny was playing in New York, I don't even know how I randomly found. Like I was dim there looking online just at like national high school showcases because it, it was like during EYBL season, so that's like when the high school AAU teams are playing. um And this company called The Battle just hosts like these crazy high school matchups. So were hosting one in new york um i basically just went to their page and emailed them i was just asking like i i didn't even honestly i didn't even plan on going out there but i was just like how would i go about getting a media pass for this event and then jackie nunez emailed me back and she was like do you want to just work for us and i was just like hell yeah like random it was random as hell i don't even know if she looked at my page i don't know if like they needed workers you know what i'm saying i don't know if they just needed camera people and like cause because what the battle does is it's like a group of people that just basically come together like a couple times a year. Like they do events all over, but like they have people in New York, they have people in LA, um, people all over, and they set these events up and they kind of got a scurry for you know to to find these people in these different cities. It's not like they're a traveling band of of videographers, editors, and all this. So um, so I emailed her, I emailed the page, Jackie got back to me and she was like, You want to work for work for us? And I was like, Yeah. The pay definitely wasn't great. Like the pay was definitely kind of garbage, to be honest. But the way I looked at it was it's just like what else am I going to be able to be like in the same gym, like with all access to LeBron and Bronny? So I have people in New York. I flew out there, paid for my own flight, stayed with my boy um, and basically filmed the event. Um, I went crazy like I just had a lot of I, I did what they needed me to do, which was just live content um like after like the first day the dude who was like editing was like yeah looks like we're gonna lean a lot on you this weekend and I was like and that's crazy because I'm this is I'm randomly here you know what I mean like I wasn't even like your first second third or fourth choice I'm just some dude that emailed you so I had some good content there and then um flew back from New York and then they had another event in Akron like two months later and they actually hit me up for this one so they were like hey we're you know Basically, you did good in New York. So we're having another event in Akron. Um, It was like the Blue Chips reunion. So Blue Chips was like Bronny's AAU team when he was a kid. And it was Mm -hmm. like featuring a bunch of other, you know, kids in the area. Like Gabe Cups is another Ohio kid. He's like, yeah, he's like a, a, I don't know if he's five-star, but he's like a real good high school player. He's committed to uh, Indiana. And basically they did a reunion with all those kids who were playing together when they were like 10, 11, 12. And they had the tournament in Akron. Um, at St. Vincent St. Mary and they like they got my hotel the pay was still kind of garbage but I was like you know they at least they got me a hotel this time you know what I'm saying I don't gotta like come crazy out the pockets and I drove down there um, filmed the event had a lot of you know good shots again and it was more so just like you said like I, I knew that I wouldn't get that many opportunities to be shoulder to shoulder with them again and Two, like the thing about the thing about video work is like the only way you can prove that you are good at it is your your portfolio, you're real, you know what I'm saying? So like if you go to my page and you see these videos of like Bronny and, and you see that it's well edited, not that just that as Bronny, but like you see that it's well shot and that as well edited, then you're like, Oh, I want this dude to come work for me. I want this dude to come, you know, shoot my game, I want him to come film my game. So it's, it's, it's more so I saw the opportunity and I, I reached out for it for sure, but I also had to produce the work that came with the opportunity because you could imagine there were a million cameras in that gym that weekend. I it no wasn't out. the only cameraman there or the, the camera woman there, but like I had to get the good shots and get the good editing out to make sure that they would call me back for the next event. But a, but a lot of things happen like that. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of even even outside of even outside of just big events, like like one of my most consistent customers, he owns like six businesses and I had just reached out to his uh, one of the basketball gyms he owns. I just reached out like, hey, are you, are you I actually reached out for for them to sponsor a show I was doing and they were like, nah, that's a dub. But can you come shoot some stuff for us at the gym? And I was like, "All right, bet." And he, the dude, ends up owning like six businesses, and now like he has me do a video for like all, like, like four of his businesses that he owns. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, if I'd have never sent that email to him, and it's not that my work wasn't good enough, it's just like, how are these people going to know you exist, bro? Like, there's millions of people in cities. There's millions of people in countries that are all doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many people that do what you do. How? Like, what? You can't blame them for not knowing who you are. Without doubt reach out you gotta reach out somehow some way
0: oh, for sure that's how I mean like how I mean you were I mean we're not sitting down together we're doing this over the phone but how uh, me and you got put in touch was I've been following your stuff for a while and then I finally like um reached out and yeah you, you know you you blessed me with your time but like I didn't <laughs> even I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying this in a bad way so don't take it the bad way but I wasn't even expecting you to like to respond because most people don't but like my yeah. thing is just more so of just like whether whether you did or say you didn't respond hypothetically the way i like i am and like how calculated i am and like how i make moves is i go okay i couldn't get him on um i'm going to almost like war like attack around you more so so that you're constantly seeing it and then you're just like, yo, what is this about? And then you go and click on my page, and then you're like, oh, I have a message from him. He's been trying right. to get me on. I right. see what he's doing from afar. I have no doubts about this. Um, obviously, it's a work in progress, so it's going to get better over time. But like right. the the like the work itself is there, and there's a progression. So no doubt, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know see what this is about. Yeah, um, and,
1: and the battle isn't like the only company I emailed either, you know what I'm saying? Like there's tons of people exactly. that I out to and they just didn't reply. And that's just that's just the name of the game. You feel me? Not everybody
0: is gonna, gonna hit you back. You just if
1: you don't reach out, you are doing yourself a disservice.
0: Yeah, shoot, you know, shoot or shoot. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um where do you uh where do you get your inf- inspiration for the videos? Like where, where do you get the vision for it? Because how I think about this in the podcast. Um. Obviously, it's still being developed, but I've in uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, or just like the podcast, like kind of like how bar stools are, where they're more so like it's unfiltered, unedited, and it's it feels as though like you're having a drink, catching up, or just shooting the shit with a, one of your buddies, or you know, yeah. hanging out, whatever. So it's more so of uh, the way I do the conversations is based on like what I would want to know about a person versus just talking the person's accomplishments up but more so being like, why do you do what you do? Why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Um, because there's obviously, I feel like there's gems and, you know, in those answers and in that conversation that people like leave for people. So that's like where I get the inspiration for these episodes. Like where do you get the inspiration for your videos? Cause I'm not trying to gas you just because you're on here, but the videos are different. Appreciate you. yeah no they are just like you watch like say i don't know if you're a fan of like the Nelk boys or full Sand or even how barstool does stuff but you could distinctively see how their products are different than anything that's how i look at like your stuff that you're producing
1: yeah man i I don't know i i kind of just like make stuff that i like um like i know i know with like the slower edits that i make um i don't know I, i listen to like a lot of a lot of um i wouldn't even know what to call it like r&b i guess or slower music like obviously i, I listen to like mostly rap and like heist hype stuff but like Same. i'm a big fan of like frank ocean you know what i'm saying yeah like stuff like that stuff like music like that and and also like sunday service so like sunday mm-hmm. service goes crazy so sometimes like i'll hear a song and i'll i'll kind of like be able to to see like the video edit that i'll do to it It, like a rough you know what i'm saying it's like rough Mm -hmm. so like the roddy rich song war baby like i've been wanting to use that for so long because it's like crazy it's got like the crazy gospel in the back but at the same time it's like super tough so i guess like when i most of the time i'll hear music and be like damn this is this would make like a super tough edit um that's what i would be inspired by but i think i think like the the slower music, more like emotional, like black and white videos, those are, are kind of like more my vibe versus because I, I make like different types. You know what I'm saying? I make like hype videos. I make like videos of like mic'd up stuff where it would just be interesting to the viewer. Um, but I think the the slow motion joints with the like just the emotional music, I guess you could say, as the background is kind of like more of my speed. And it, it's kind of like more I draw more from the music that I listen to. And then. In terms of, like, other people that I watch, like, there's a dude called 8i on on Instagram. He kind of makes, like, similar, like, he was, like, the first person I saw that made, like, he he uses, like, real soulful, like, 80s and 90s music, and he puts them on, like, slow motion clips of, like, NBA players and stuff. So it's, it's like, different from mine, but it's kind of, like, the same draw. And I, I know, like, one time I was just editing, and my boy Denzel randomly said, like, yo, why don't you make, like, like a low light highlight tape you know what i'm saying because that because what i did before was i always used to just put a slow motion clip like super slow motion clip on top of like a lo-fi song you know what i'm saying it's just like real Mm -hmm. real lo-fi um just one clip but i never really i could never really find a way to put together like a highlight tape that was that would like match that speed because because when you're doing like a slow motion clip like if if somebody has a dunk right and i want to just post that one dunk in slow motion. I can't post like super hyped up music because it just don't fit. It, it don't like the visual doesn't fit the audio. So like I would always, I would always just use like one clip and just do like one lo-fi song. And he was like, Why don't you just make like a lo-fi edit? You know what I'm saying? Like a low highlight edit. And I was like, damn, that's that's a good, that's like a good point, a good idea. So I think the first one I made was with uh Daisha from UB. It was like just like a, a like three of her clips together. And I used like the Drake song. Well, it was really on but and it ended up like turning out fire. And I just made it black and white. Cause like black, I don't know why, but black and white just makes things like seem way more like, I don't know, like emotional, like way more uh like you just watch it and you're like, damn, this is this is like I don't want to say sad, but it's like this thing looks kind of like crazy. Um mm-hmm. So I ended up making that joint with Daisha. And then from there, I was just like, yo, these, these joints kind of slap. So I, I kind of just kept making them. Um and just just waiting for like different songs to come out and just seeing like how I could improve each one, like adding little blurs and adding little transitions, but not going too crazy with like the hyped up stuff. You know what I'm saying? Not not like trying to hype it up too crazy and make it look all crazy, but just like slowing it down and like really making you watch the plays and and I don't know. It's, it just feels like you you feel it a little bit. You feel like the the edit a little bit more so I guess I would say my inspiration kind of comes from like the music I listen to
0: it's funny you say that because I completely agree and I know it's gonna sound corny but I was just having this conversation Sunday I was at the Bills game Sunday and one of my friends um that I was with a friend of a friend we were talking for like we met this person um that's friends with one of my friends I said that like a jackass um they were i don't even know how it got brought up they're just like what, what if you were stuck on an island you can only listen to one person the rest of your life who would it be yeah. and i said and i said drake and they were like what what are your top songs and i was like call me crazy but his hype songs are not even in my time i was like first of all i don't even think you could do a top five for him I, it would yeah be like that's a top tough. ten. That's i was tough. like it's a top 10 but i honestly sincerely don't even know if there's any hype or bangers that are in that top ten because I'm a bigger fan of his like R&B and slow stuff like, right. um, like how Take Care's album is, yeah. Um, views like Fire of Desire, feeling no the ways, like it's mm-hmm. like you said, it's different. And what's funny about what you're saying is I've seen, um, I've seen mm-hmm. interviews with him. Where he said that his dad when he was young told him that if you really want to pop off, you need to make music that girls can vibe to. <laughs> he's like, nah, you're crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. And then um there's like a multitude of inter- interviews and he says that he's just like, you know, a lot of people chirp me and pick on me, say I'm soft. He's like, but I don't make I don't make music for crusty dudes. Like Dude. I make music that like <laughs> girls can vibe to and stuff. <laughs> like some of his big are like those type of songs because then people get like i say emotional but people get with their emotions of like just vibing out
1: yeah no for sure and,
0: yeah and you see people make i actually saw a property tour um the other day from this realtor in texas and she used frank ocean's pink and white in the video And it was like a luxury yeah. property and when okay. i was watching it it was a lot more slowed down than like something crazy yeah this is more chill saying.
1: you know what i'm saying it's more chill mm-hmm. like like I used to put on like lo-fi like they really have this joint on YouTube called lo-fi cow, bro. It's really like a non it's like a radio station basically. It's like a non-stop running like YouTube channel that just plays lo-fi music like literally all day. And it's the the what you see is like an animation of a girl like studying in her window. And it's like yeah, I think it's called like chilled cow or something like that. I I whenever I like sometimes when i'm doing work like editing work i just put it on in the background because it's like it's just like study music it's like chill music you can just relax too and just like have one in the back when you're trying to be productive and get stuff done so that's kind of like that's kind of like been my but frank ocean is like always kind of been my speed like that's that's my guy so that that kind of music definitely has a a big impact on just like the way i edit and stuff in terms of like stuff that i want to edit but like with the hype stuff that's like kind of more what uh people want to see that are like trying to recap their events so that Mm -hmm. type of stuff when it comes to like inspiration on that I don't really know it's 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 like a mix of a bunch of things I'll see when I'm you know looking on on social media like you see that's more so a a lot of what I see because I follow a lot of creators you know what I'm saying so like over the past however many years I mean I've just seen you know so much stuff that I kind of been able to pick up little things here and there and just just try to like improve how I can immerse people in the video, you know what I'm saying if, it, if it's like a hyped up joint and and obviously I want to make something that the players mess with and you know if they if they see themselves in the video, like I want them to mess with it too. but yeah, man, that's that's pretty much the inspiration.
0: Who uh, how did you get the how did you get connected with the NFL? Same type of?
1: Nah, so with the, the, with, the, with the NFL with the NFL, it was kind of a mix of like, so that live content creator job has been something that I've been trying to get for like the last two or three years. So my boy, Mike, shout out to Mike. um, That's the guy, Mike Hunter is, his socials are like thunder prod thunder productions on like all his socials. Right. So I met him first when he was a freshman at UB and I was probably like a junior or senior at Buff state, but I was um, doing like part-time work for the athletics department And he was just he was like a freshman doing video work for the football team. So I met him at a football game. I saw like a bunch of his highlights and just met him there. And he ended up working for the LCC program like years ago. So he's he's been tapped in. And like here and there, I would, you know, obviously tell him, like, yo, if there's ever an opening on that joint, let me know so I could like apply. And this year was the first year that they had an opening. Um, and I had seen it. I had seen the opening from someone else that I had followed in the, in the program already because I followed a bunch of people and I just seen them post on their story like, hey, we're looking for creators and like all these markets. And it was like 12 football teams and Buffalo was one of them. So when I seen that, um, I applied, you know, what I'm saying, obviously, I told Mike, I was like, yo, like, I'm, I'm sure he like pushed my resume up. So like that was that was where like the networking aspect of things came into play, where like it was good to know somebody who was already like on in the program. Um, And then once I don't know, I'm sure he pushed the resume up and then I had an interview from there and I just crushed the interview because of all the stuff I had been doing over the summer. Like basically what they want is live content, which I, which is what I was doing with the battle, like with Bronny Mm -hmm. and LeBron. Like I was doing that all weekend that I was with them. I was doing like nine games a day and they wanted the content like before the next game even started. You know what I'm saying? So it was like a mix of who I knew and what I knew. And obviously I had a, a portfolio and a reel ready to show them and ready to send to the hiring managers. Um, and I was able to, you know, answer their questions efficiently because I I was literally doing live content the whole summer.
0: Exactly. Do you think that I had uh, one of my buddies, he does stuff with Trainwreck Sports. And um, a lot of the opportunities I've gotten for myself has been through I made this up on the spot when I was talking to him. It's not something I actually thought about it, it. I just said like an action resume versus a legitimate resume. So you were just saying that you already had a portfolio, you had reels, you had all that stuff ready to go. So that when the hiring managers reached out, you were already just like here, you don't yeah. you don't let my work speak for myself versus letting me tell you. So right. you were able to show them versus tell them. And he was saying that that's honestly what helped him land that job at Trainwreck was he was doing live events and doing stuff on his own and kind of just like failing forward and not really knowing what the fuck he was doing, but just yeah. doing stuff he thought would work. And then he ended up getting like a really good corporate job with Dick Sporting Goods. And then eventually got with Trainwreck. And as he looks back, he realizes all the opportunities that put him in the position of where he's wanted to be. Been taking that initiative on his own. And it seems like you've been the same way. Um, what are your, your like, people probably hit you up about like getting into the business and stuff like that. Are you very heavy on like pushing that idea or what are your thoughts on that as a whole?
1: Yeah, bro. Like with video, if you don't have a reel, you're not getting nowhere. Like straight like that. If, if you don't have work to show for yourself, like people are not, they're not going to hire you. Like at, le- at least people like you can't expect to get on with a college or get on at the pro level. If you can't showcase things that you've already shot, showcase things that you've already filmed. And that's just, And and you can't blame anybody for that because like, how are they gonna trust you? There's eight, there's eight home games this year that I'm able to attend and film. How are they gonna trust me with these eight home games if they aren't able to see exactly what I'm capable of and what I can do? It's not, it's not them gambling on me and saying, like, oh, well, he has a degree. Maybe he can, maybe, you know what I'm saying? He can do this. Nah, it's is what have you filmed? What does it look like? You know, what type of draw has it gotten? And where you know what ends does it reach to you know what i'm saying so like even if i even if your your page is like small and like you're not super active on social media you should at the very least have a reel of what you did this year like you shouldn't be sending any employers a 2018 reel cuz what's what good is that going to do they want to see what 2022 you is you know what i'm saying so every time you apply for a job you should have a real from within the last and by real, I mean like a mix of one to two minute mix of your very, very best shots from all of the things that you filmed all year. So if you're trying to apply for a job, you should have a one to two minute video recap video of all of your very, very, very best clips from that year to send to that employer along, obviously, along with your resume that shows that, you know, you worked for whoever and you went to whatever school, you know, you got to have that paper resume too, but the real is, you know, the most inquisitive I didn't, I didn't work for a college. Like I, I did part-time at UB, but like, it wasn't filming for them. It was, it was like production room stuff. It was like replay board. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I had the camera in my hands. Um, So it was like, that was on my resume, but it wasn't, they're not going to hire me to do live content. If that's on my resume, they got to be able to see exactly what I'm doing. So yeah, you got to have it ready.
0: Were you on a tryout basis with the uh, with the NFL and everything they were doing, or were they did did they just straight up like contract you for the season?
1: They they contracted me for the home games for the season. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, what's uh? I see. I've seen. I've seen the reel of like a day in the life, mm-hmm. and, like you, you showing up to the state. Was, like, what's that day look like for you?
1: It's hectic, bro. It's hectic. It's it's taxing on the body because you do a lot of running up and down a sideline. Like, if you sit near the front rows, you'll see me running up and down. Cause it's like that. the area between like the the thirty and the other thirty is like the players' bench. Like you can't really set up there to to shoot. You know what I'm saying? So basically, when they when they get the kickoff, they're at the twenty-five. They gain ten yards. I already got to run to the other twenty-five just to be in position to get that next play. Um, but yeah, I man, you you show up. You know, three hours early. You get set up. You know, you get those arrivals. But they 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 there's like four of us on the team. So it's me, Luke, Paul. Me, Luke Haig, if y'all want to follow them, Luke Haig, Paul Knight, and Mike Hunter. Um, basically we'll the NFL will send us like assignments for the day. So, like versus the Packers, I was covering basically the Packers arrivals and the Packers warm-ups. Um, so I they'll tell me like what time the bus is pulling up, you know, just so I can be at the tunnel, you know, to get them walking into the stadium. Um <clears throat> literally as soon as I record, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones walking into the stadium, I got to get to my laptop, like, you know, because if I if I send them the arrivals by the time coin toss hits, like what good are the arrivals? You know what I'm saying? They're not going to post Aaron Rodgers just showed up to the stadium when the coin flip is happening. You know what I'm saying? Cuz like what yeah. what life what life does that have on social media? It's like, bro, the game's already starting. Like he's been at the the arena, he's been at the stadium. So yeah. um as as soon as as soon as he arrives and i get that shot like i'll run to the computer um maybe throw like a quick quick little edit on it or just trim it up um send it to him send it to him through like whatever app we're using and then you know if they post it they post it if they don't you know some stuff i'll send them and they don't really post but like they get mad stuff during the day so they can't really like post everything you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so You send off that and then basically you get on to whatever else the assignment is. So like I would basically wait at the tunnel for Aaron Jones to walk out the tunnel and his equipment and then get him signing autographs and just get all this Packers stuff pre-game. And then once the game kicks off, like I said, I'm just like running up and down the sideline, you know, trying to stay in position and get a good angle of the shot that they can use on, uh, you know, whatever it is, Twitter, Instagram.
0: But it's it's it's
1: taxing. I've been blessed to not have to shoot in uh, any bad weather games, but I'm I'm sure
0: that's gonna change soon. So, it's gonna yeah, get... you're gonna yeah you're gonna end up getting one of those games like the Colts and Bills from what 2018. Sure. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. was <laughs> it? Oh, <not> we've <laughs> been yeah, too, well, The
1: weather's been too good to us. So
0: no, nah, I know that it's funny too because like you probably feel the same way I do. Like every year, summer hits, fall hits. I'm like, all right, I can live in Buffalo. It ain't bad here. Yeah. Yeah. The second it gets to like that gray. Mm Rainy, you're like nah like yeah (laughs) Yeah, this ain't it like where we going next um now well i saw you posted that video the the stefan diggs one where you made it like the gta
1: yeah
0: did he it did uh I thought I, I thought I saw, unless I was wrong, that you said that he did or did not mess with it. Like, you personally said something about it, or no?
1: Nah, bro. At the Packers game, he threw the ball at me twice. He was he was trying to expose me. It was crazy. So, I don't know if he saw it, but I feel like he saw it. I feel like he saw it, bro. He had to. Because I swear, like, the, one, the second time, I had a phone in one hand, and I had, like, the stabilizer in my other hand. So, I have no available hands. The man threw the ball right at me. I'm like, bro, come on now. Like... I, I'm like, how can you go at me like that? I don't even have no available hands,
0: but uh-uh. so
1: I, don't, I don't know if he saw it, but I feel like he did and he had to.
0: <laughs> That's funny as hell. Do you have a team that you work with or is it just you?
1: Nah, like, so there, there's two people. Like, I'll have uh, my guy Tony and then this younger kid, Tage, um, fill in some games if I can't make them. But it's it's not to the point where, like, I'm sending them out every week. Like, hey, I need you to film this. And this is the first year that I've ever had, like, people doing that. Um, but it's, it's more so just on the case of, like, the first two years I was filming high school football, people didn't really know, like, who I was, so I wasn't really getting hired for many games. But, like, this year, I legit got hired every weekend for two games. So I was filming all the Bennett games and all the South Park games, like, all season. So, you know, the few times that other schools reached out to me, you know, obviously I can't make them because all the football games are on the same day. So I would have Tage or, or Tony fill in for me if they were available. But it's, it's not like – having a team that will cover for me is, is like, the, the longer-term goal so that I could just have more of a passive stream of income. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, like, that's really the way you got to go when it comes to, like, the business. And the people that I've talked to that are working in um, professional sports to, like, some extent, like this one dude, John Parker, he runs a company called Indoor Drone Tours in Chicago, bro, like, legit – and he also does, like, stuff with the NFL, and and he does, he does a lot of, like, sport, like, he does stuff with NCAA, and I just asked him, like, bro, like, how do you, how are you able to go to all these different cities, and, like, shoot all this different stuff, and he was, like, honestly, bro, like, in drone, indoor, indoor drone tours pays for mostly everything, and then, like, the little money that I get from doing, you know, these big sporting events is, is just, like, kind of, like, my passion thing, you know what I'm saying, so, If I would if I would have any advice, like somebody who wants to own a sports video business, it's also think of other ways that you can get income, like whether it's rental properties or, you know, you sell merch or like something that you don't got to be super involved in. You know, you got to be involved in, but you got You don't got to be super involved in. And it'll just help. Like if I want to go if I want to go to the EYBL circuit in Kentucky next year and film, you know, all these upcoming high school kids, because I know it'll give me more jobs, but I'll have to spend money to do it. I want to be able to do it knowing that that passive income stream is going to help me, you know, do it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. having a team is definitely like the short to long-term goal. Cause e- even if I end up moving out of Buffalo, like I still want the the high school games to be on film cause like the kids need that. So I want to have some people in place that are just, that I can just say, Hey, go, go catch the Williamsville South game this Friday, go catch the timing game this Saturday, you know, cause such and such wants to have it on film. So I don't have a team yet, but it's the plan.
0: Do you want to move out of Buffalo?
1: Uh I mean, I'm not against it. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to be against it. I used to be like Bills or nothing, but it's 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 I'm past that. You know what I'm saying? I'm grown up now. So it's really like I said before, it's kind of just depending on the offer. Like if a, if the Arizona Cardinals want me to go work for them, I'll go to Arizona. You know what I'm saying? It's if if the Celtics want me to go work over there, I'll go to Boston. It's it's more so just like where can I uh maximize Obviously, financially, and where can I maximize my enjoyment in my work? Like, where do I have to be so that I, I enjoy going to work the most?
0: Yeah, I thought you were about to say another West Coast team, um, after the Cardinals. I was <laughs> you just, you just, yeah, um, nah, that that it
1: would be yeah. preferable to go to a spot with some good weather. But I mean, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna turn down you know someone like Detroit Lions just because they they in Detroit. <laughs>
0: no for sure especially when you grew up in the igloo black yeah. hole that buffalo <laughs> no for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah so one uh, you know kind of wrapping up work a couple final things what were um one thing i'm always interested to hear what were some of i would say the initial steps that were struggles for you that were hurdles that unless you literally told someone which I'm asking you, they would not know. And then what are the unknown struggles of doing what you're doing, whether that's like the work-life balance, the content creation, the rejections, like what, and then how do you handle those things? And how are you able to like get over those humps to get to where you are now?
1: Man, buying gear, buying gear was probably the first um, hurdle that I had. Like it's, it's a, it's definitely a a pay to play field. You feel me? Like, Mm If you yeah. want to do good with video, like, I know people say it doesn't matter what camera you have, like, the artistic eye overcomes, like, nah, bro, you got to have a good camera, you got to have good audio equipment, you can't just get by on, you know, the point and shoot camera, like, you can make good stuff on your iPhone, sure, but, like, you want these companies to take you seriously, you want these, you know, um, you want your customers to take you seriously, like, you have to produce good work. So, like when I just upgraded to this new Sony, I got like I was able to make super slow motion clips. I was able to shoot, you know, in 10-bit color, which is which is huge compared to what I was doing before. So you have to be able to invest in good equipment. Um, and whether that is, you know, you're saving up on your side job or you know, how however you gotta get that money to get it, bro, just do it. You know what I'm saying? And then don't be If you're contemplating between buying a new lens and buying some Jordans, like, your business is not in the right spot. Like, buy the new lens, buy that new microphone, and just get your stuff ready. Because at the end of the day, that new camera that you buy is going to pay for itself. That new microphone you buy is going to pay for itself. So early on, like, a struggle was definitely having the good equipment. But it was just when I learned, like, how much it would flip itself is where I was able to lock in and be like, all right, this $700 I got right here, like... I'm just, I'm just going to, you know, buy it. This this $3,000, I'm just going to buy this new camera. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to make that investment because eventually it's going to flip itself. Um, hmm. Other early struggles, I would say, like, uh, I mean, I, I never did, like, a crazy amount of networking. So, like, having a team is super important, but I'm also not the type of person to, like, ask people to work under me and I can't pay them so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: networking it is important because then like when you have certain projects it is super helpful to have like at least one or two extra people with you that'll you know you might not know what the budget is it might not the budget might be zero honestly and like they'll be around for you so so don't hate on anybody that's that's working in the same field as you because you never know how that person is gonna eventually like help you like when I first met Mike, he was the new videographer at UB, and like I could have, I could have not tried to be friends with him. I could have like been a hater, you know what I'm saying? But like he ended up getting me, like helping me get the job with the NFL I got today. So it's like when you're meeting new people in the, the career field that you have, like just don't be a hater. Like don't don't be shutting people down, and like you don't have to be a social butterfly either. Like sim- a simple hello, I like your stuff is 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 enough. Um, mm-hmm. Get, getting rejected at like sporting events was an early struggle but like that was mostly just because of covid you know what i'm saying like gyms yeah. couldn't really, gyms couldn't really have people in there. um fields couldn't they couldn't really just let anybody with a camera walk in so like that's not really a, a big struggle that people would have to deal with now um because i like in the last couple months a lot of people definitely haven't been asking me like hey how do i get put on as a sports videographer and i just tell them like bro you, you just gotta go to the games like that's simple and simple, uh simply put, like how many games did you film this year? And they'll say, uh, oh, I haven't really gone to any. Like, all right, so how are you supposed to get better at, at filming sporting events if you ain't been to no sporting events? Like there's no settings exactly. on there's, there's no settings on your camera that are about to that are about to make you a better videographer if you're not out there filming stuff, if you're not out there getting the practice in. So, um, yeah, just like, you just got to go, go do it. And it doesn't have to be sports either. Like the best thing about a camera is like you, you can work in a field that you love. So if you like cars, you can do videos about cars. You can go work for NASCAR. You can work for the BMW dealership. You know what I'm saying? To just make videos about cars all day. If you like food, you can work for chefs. Um, and also an advice I would say is like, don't box yourself into exactly what you think you got to be. So like, like I said before, for the five years, I was like, man, I got to be at UB. I got to be at UB. I got to I gotta be on the full-time team at UB. And, you know, when the chance arose for me to take the job, it, it actually ended up being like, nah, I can't do it. So it's like, don't box yourself into, I got to be on the Bills staff. Like, even right now, I tell myself, like, the NFL could drop me any day. So it's like, what am I going to do? Be, like, sad? Like, nah, the NFL is the best job i ever had, but it's like, I'm not boxing myself into like, I'm going to be a pro videographer the rest of my life. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I just know I got to like, reach out, give my all, get, make, you know, the videos to the best quality I can make and like, stay on control what I can control. You know what I'm saying? Don't box in, don't box in too much of like, what you're supposed to be doing to the exact point. Cause if I would have took that job at UV, bro, I would have blocked so many blessings that I would have had coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't have been able to go film Brownie. I wouldn't have been able to go film Blue Collar you. I wouldn't have been able to do so many things with Chef Darian. I would have just blocked so many blessings in my life that if I would have stayed to the frigid bo- box that I built for myself, I would have been stuck in that box to this very day. I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been talking to you right now cuz I would have been in a control room pressing buttons uh for the UB volleyball team or the UB basketball team. You know what I'm saying? So Early advice I would say to people is just don't. uh, Among all the stuff I was just saying, try not to box yourself in too much onto like what you see yourself being or becoming. It's like be be fluid, be like water, like Bruce Lee said. I was just
0: about to say, yeah,
1: you got to be fluid. You got to be open to to what might come your way. Because if you if you're too good for what offer comes your way, like you don't you never know like what blessings you're blocking.
0: How do you, how do you not box yourself in? So from your perspective and point of view, the only reason I asked that is, I know how to do that really well, not box myself in, but I talk to a lot of people that don't understand that you clearly do kind of like how in the very beginning of this I was like my perception and thoughts behind you is that you do this this and this and you're just like that's exactly what i did yeah. um and i've talked mm-hmm. to i'm not saying this in a like uh i got the right answer type of way mm-hmm. but i've talked to just from like my own personal experiences um in business and then like my own curiosity i've spoken with a lot of highly successful people that have built a lot of like very valuable things and are running. You were speaking to that one guy that owns like six businesses and they were saying the same thing of like, you have to in a way, but they didn't know how to explain it. They said that you have to be able to like maintain that curiosity and that like betting on yourself and that like fluidity that you're speaking of. But at the same time, try to gauge what those like profit margins on your own time are going to be kind of like how you were explaining the UB job. Um, So from your personal point of view and expression or like ideas, how do you, how would you explain not boxing yourself in? Because I feel like how I would go about it is different than you would go about it, but we're still getting to the same destination of not being in a box of whatever that box is.
1: Yeah. I would say you just got to be willing to go against the grain. You know what I'm saying? Because... Like, if I would have told somebody, or I was telling people, like, and I was asking people, too, like, what do you think? Like, like, you be offering me this job. What do you think? And at the end of the day, I was telling them, like, yo, I, I don't think I can take it. And some people were like, shit, been on yourself. Other people were like, bro, you you should take this job. Like, it's division one, this and that. And it's like, you got to be willing to go against your first instinct, um, go against the general public instinct. And like the time we live in, bro, like, you could Uber for a weekend if you have to. Like if it's some jobs where I was down and like videos weren't hitting for a month, like I'm Ubering. I'm I'm gonna go out and, and drive Uber for a weekend, make a quick, you know, six hundred bucks and and pay, you know, the, the heat, the electricity, and the groceries for the for a week for the month. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like it's so many different ways that <clears throat> you can you can supplement the funds that you need for that month. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not saying like it's there's so many ways to get money out here, like nah, bro. Like you, you gotta work hard but like that that same week that I came back from New York and I shot with Bronny and LeBron I literally Ubered that weekend cuz I had to spend mad bread on the flight and like just all my my stuff and, and they weren't really paying me anything like I had to Uber and it's like if you're not going if you're not willing to find creative ways like is is you might you might you're going to struggle with having i guess your own business or like chasing your dreams you know what I'm saying if you, if you're not willing to invest and you're not willing to take different routes, you, you're, you might struggle with breaking outside of that box that you create. And if you're not willing to go against, like, your first instinct or the status quo, you're going to have a tough time breaking out of that box that you create for yourself if, if you're not willing. Because, like, it was my own box that I built. You feel me? Like, I built the box of going to UB and then working at UB for three years and then going on to Pagula Sports. Like, that was the box I built but it wasn't until I stepped back and looked at it and was like, yo, this box is kind of whack. Like I can't, I can't live in this joint. So it wasn't until I was able to step back and kind of go against my own idea of, of what should be, should be that I was able to like, just step away from it and be like, nah, there's better alternatives, but that's a part of growing up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, You got to mature, you got to see stuff like that. You got to experience stuff like that. Like, Maybe if I wasn't freelance for a year, I would have took that job at UB because it would have been like, all right, this is more than I'm making at my nine to five now. So like this is better. But it, but it was like I was able to freelance for a year and see like, OK, this is what they offer me. And this is what I'm making now. And and I'm not, you know, in a in a in a room six days a week, five days a week. Like I'm kind of like free a little bit so I can compare the two better. So a lot of it comes with experience going against the grain and and um and also just being willing to like start over if you have to don't don't think it's like too late to start over and just know you're gonna take L's like all these athletes that I interview like bro you're gonna take L's on top of L's on top of L's on top of L's like if you dwell on the L's too long and you lose your confidence like you, you it's a dub for you you're not gonna get out of it you gotta just bounce back and just keep going forward and that's just like a general rule in life you're gonna take L's you just gotta bounce forward you just gotta bounce back and go forward
0: what, um, I wasn't even going to ask you that. And I completely forgot about it. What, now that you bring that up, I'm going to, what are, I'm not going to put a number on it. Cause it'd be any amount of things. What are like the biggest, um, lessons you've learned through those like conversations with pro athletes that oh, crazy, bro, that, that had you not, that had you not experienced that you would not really, you would not really understand it and, and learn it. So like, um, just to give you like context, um, one thing, cause I just, the last episode I did, I had uh, one of my old lacrosse, lacrosse coaches on, he, which is a division one program. I played there for two transferred Mm -hmm. and i was telling one of my buddies after i did the episode hit me up and was just like yo i'd love to play for this dude this and that like he's like if i went to that school like i i for fact i'd be i would be a starter this and that and i told him i said yo no disrespect to you because you were good but like at that level it's not about whether you're not you're good every single person on the roster Mm -hmm. is good and every single person on the roster can contribute but the thing that separates those and it's probably the same with like pro as it was like D1, those that separate the people that are actually ballers on that level versus the people that don't get time at all is like the mental aspect to it, the speed of the game, and like the speed of which like you make decisions and can adapt on the fly and like constantly be, you know, in your mind but keep moving forward. And that's like something that like the coach constantly reiterated is that when he's recruiting players, he doesn't necessarily I mean, he cares about the play, obviously, because you want to have great athletes, but he more yeah. so gets into the – What's the parents? Who's your best friend? Because he's trying to gauge like how far you can get pushed to and handle those L's to get to the ultimate goal of what you want. And I feel like high level athletics, like they share theme across the board with that.
1: Yeah, bro. I mean, talking to all these these athletes, like you said, it's it's the main thing I draw from it is that the battle with the mind is real, bro. Like you, you gonna take so many L's in life and. Like you just gonna you gonna want to quit so many times, you're gonna wanna have so many reasons to go a different way. And it's like if you can't stay sharp in the mind, you're only gonna give yourself a ceiling. You know what I'm saying? You're only gonna build a ceiling for yourself. Like whether it's pros that I've interviewed or or division three players that I've interviewed or JUCO players that I've interviewed, it's all it's all about confidence. Like if you don't have the confidence to wake up and go at least try what you want to do it's not it's gonna be so tough for you to do it like you have to have the confidence you have to have the drive to show up a and then B, the confidence to actually attempt at it because some people will show up to something like knowing that like yeah i'm probably not gonna do this good. i'm probably not gonna do that good i'm probably gonna show up here and just kind of like you know just be one of the people along for the ride but i'm probably not gonna be that good but like the people who show up with the confidence, like, yeah, I'm about to go crush this. I put in all the necessary hours. I put in all the necessary work. I'm showing up. I'm here every day while nobody's looking. So now that I'm here, when everybody's looking, I'm going to crush it because like, I'm that confident. And it's just the battle in the mind is such a real thing. And like, you would think with athletes, it's all physical, 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 because like, they're just no they're physical specimens. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have to be on top of their bodies. But like, really their mind is is way more strongly built. Like their mind is way more, I don't even know the word. It's just like it can deal with so much more that that's why they're able to put themselves through that stuff and and get to that pedestal that they're on. So that's pretty much what I learned. That's pretty much what I learned from like talking, like we're only seven episodes in, but like that's the common thing with with all the athletes I've done had on already.
0: How do you apply that to yourself and what you're doing for work?
1: Man, I just gotta show up. Man, I just gotta show up. You feel me? Like if if uh if I'm doing a video, like stuff is not everything is gonna come to me. And, and and like some stuff that I post, like the stuff that I post is is you know, some people might deal with like are people gonna like this? Are people gonna react with this? And some people after dealing with social media for so long, you kinda you kinda buy into that um, oh, this didn't get so many views, so it must not be good. Like, nah, bro, if you, if you like what you edited, if you like what you put together, then, then it's good. It, it doesn't matter like how many people look at it. Like, obviously you want it when it comes to like getting sponsorships and stuff, you want it to, you know, have, have traffic, but at the end of the day, you got to edit something that you're confident in and you enjoy yourself. Um, before like anything and that's that's kind of like what I carry over into my own thing like the the work ethic obviously like if I want to keep growing you know like just like I learned from athletes like I got to keep showing up and and practicing new things and and just staying consistent but more so just like being confident in whatever I'm putting together and knowing that it's going to hit even if other people think it's not going to hit
0: yeah, no, nah, for sure. And what are the last couple of questions here for you, wrapping it up? Have you, what, I've, I've traveled a lot and I love to travel. Um, yeah. My biggest thing is, like, I look at, this is going to sound corny, but I look at the uh, the world and traveling experiences. as kind of like the world giving you an education in a way. Yeah. Um, have you had any travel experiences that have given you life lessons at all?
1: I wouldn't say, like, I went somewhere and it had, like, this crazy, like, like I didn't go nowhere to build houses in a, in a, a, a impoverished community and I like learn yeah. so much about myself you know what I'm saying but like but seeing the world it's, it's kind of more so just knowing that there's more out there you know what I'm saying like I've definitely been a bunch of places um, and just knowing like there's so much more out there and the world is so much bigger than Buffalo the world is so much bigger than you um, it's like sometimes you need to realize that you need to be adaptable and you need to be able to go somewhere and and you know kind of like conform to that lifestyle while obviously while being yourself but there's other there's just so much more out there um and it's, it's and it's also just like how you deal with people too like if I were to move somewhere you know like you said their culture is totally different so like you you gotta like have respect for that too you can't just like put your own views and your own culture over everything else around you so I, I, was, I would say just, like, seeing how much bigger the world is outside of you is some things that I take away from, you know, traveling and stuff like that.
0: Nah, for sure. And then the last question I got for you, uh, ask every single person that I have on, if you could talk to 19 – no, not 19. If you could meet and talk to 18-year-old Josh today, what things would you tell him?
1: Man, I will tell him to go start filming games right now. Don't wait. Don't wait to to actually get that um like those practice those practice hours, I guess you would call it. I don't know if you what you would call like um like practical hours. Like don't don't wait behind a desk and don't just learn the craft, but act the craft. You feel me? Like go out to games, go film them, you know, use your time to actually be in the field because that's what matters most, like, the practice, the action, you know, the theory of what you're learning is important, but you have to go act on it, you have to go do, you can't just be, you can't just think, you can't just analyze, like, you you have to go do no matter what,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's, that's probably what I would tell them, because I, because I, if I, I wish I was doing this at an earlier age, because I feel like it's more opportunity when you're still coming up, but, like, at the same time, it's, it's you know it's never too late to get into something and find something that you love. But I would definitely tell them to just go. You know, what I'm saying just go film, go out there and hit all the games. Don't because I feel like at an early age I would tell myself like, oh, I'm because I, I would go to college games that my, like some of my friends would have, and I would kind of have the attitude of like I'm not going to games that I'm not hired for. You know what I'm saying? And like that was mm-hmm. very ignorant. That was very ignorant of me because first of all, I wasn't even that good, and second of all. Like I'm only doing myself a disservice because I'm not getting any practice hours in. So it's like if you're an athlete, I'm not hitting the gym unless someone is is, you know, hiring me to go to the gym. I'm not or a painter. I'm not painting unless somebody commissions me to paint. It's like, nah, bro, you're never going to get good at your craft if you're if you're got an attitude like that. So
0: just go out
1: and film stuff and, you know, it'll build its own traction. It'll build its own momentum.
0: For sure. And where uh, where can people find you on social?
1: Man, Tape Kage all over. T-A-P-E K-A-G-E. If you type it in, it's such a weird name that it'll pop up. And then my pod uh, other Instagram is you're on tape. It's U-R as in like the letters U-R on tape. Uh, that's where you'll see most of the uh, regular high school content versus like creative edits. And that's where you'll see all the pod stuff. So YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, type in Tape Kage. You'll see that everywhere. It'll pop up. All
0: right. And that's that. And that's the episode, baby.
1: Appreciate you. Appreciate you, my man. Of
0: course. I appreciate you. And so we'll end it like this. You're on tape. (laughs) (laughs) You're on tape,
1: family. Yes, sir.
0: All All right, boss. I'll talk to you. I appreciate it.
1: All right, man. Take it easy.